Keeping it real with Jared Lawrence. I know I'm a week late, but I promise it's worth the wait. Let's go. Way with us. Baptize and convert to the waves with us. I tuned into what the future holds. I can never be a slave, niggas. They gon' have to pay me Navy. Downloaded by the titles like Jay-Z. That's a roll offshore like an AP Davy. Jones like her own top of those hoppers off the side of the ship. Suicide didn't die from the dip. Submarine man, keep your eyes on the blips. Sonar, echo location, and where we are phasing it. Back to our nation. Hola. So we walking back to Africa. And I found a detour to the seashore. Yes, jumped off the deck to leave footsteps on the depths of the sea floor. Yeah. Welcome to Keeping It Real with Jared Lawrence. I'm your host, Jared Lawrence. That was Wave Files by Lupe Fiasco. Let's get to the show. My apologies, this is a week late, but I had to go back and edit because I wanted this to sound really good. I wanted it to flow well. I called Mike last week, and in my opinion, this is a five mic episode, so without further ado, here's Mike. Mike, 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 Mike. Yo, yo. There he is. Yeah. Mike. I'm sorry I've uh took me a little bit to call you. I've been working on a new sound drop for you. <laughs> oh boy. You'll see it on my Insta story. I can't wait. I don't know. Let me play it now. Let's see if you can hear it. Mike, 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 hey, hey. You hear that? Yeah, that's funny. I got it from the Joe Budden podcast. He's saying Mike like microphone, but it sounds it sounds like, you know, Mike like an actual person. So I was like, I got to use that as a drop for him. It sounds the same. And then I'm going to use it. I'm going to make a Kayla drop next. I'm going to make oh, a drop that? for Kayla whenever, like, because, you know, whenever she, whenever she's, like, annoyed with me, she'll always be like, okay. Like, <laughs> so I'm going to make a drop of that, too. She's like, I give up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> but you have a lot on your mind. You you wanted me to call you. You want to get a lot of this, uh, something off your chest, I guess, about the Kanye West documentary? No, it was just... A good excuse to call. It's been too long, but it's just a little okay. take. You, you said five minutes. I'm like, there's no way this is going to be a five minute call. <laughs> I, I have more questions for you anyway. For sure. Yeah, I got a couple of questions for you too. All right. Well, uh, do you want to jump into it? Do you want to update everybody on how your life is in Puerto Rico? What do you, what do you want to do? <laughs> yeah, I, I hear I birds in the background. Yeah, man. Living up in the mountains, foresty type area. So there's birds and chickens. I thought those were pet birds. Oh, wildlife, huh? Yep, living in nature. Okay, all right. Been a um, long time coming. How's Clarissa? She's good. She's good. We're working from home, so. Oh, you got the work from home job? Yeah, I got one, and she's doing a little bit too. Nice. 
Nice. So we're we're loving that. All right. Just, well. But yeah, we're doing good overall. Okay. Just trying to still, you know, making that move is a lot of work, especially these countries. Like they take forever. Like any paperwork type of thing is like months. You know what? While I while we're on the topic of like being in another country, like just explain to the people what the lifestyle is like out there compared to living on the mainland. Yeah, super laid back. Like you don't care about anything. Like you gotta make an appointment to make an appointment. Like I go to an office, wait an hour or two to get my water turned on at my house. They're like, Oh, you need an appointment. You can come back tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> I make an appointment, drive an hour each way, go back the next day. They do half of it and then okay, you still gotta come back in a few days to finish everything up. So it's like three times I gotta drive an hour each way to turn something on. When in the States, you just go on the internet and just do it real quick. Yeah. So what do you, why do you think they do that there? Are they just not as bothered or not worried about anything? Yeah. A lot of people, they don't even know how to use the internet still. Like it's, they're just behind They're They're stuck in like a really laid back, like brick and mortar. Like everything is paperwork, like, like walk to the store, walk to the store to pay your bill. They don't even know you could pay it on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> But there's something refreshing about it, too. You know, people, it's not such a hustle and bustle. People, like, take their time. They just, they randomly talk to you. You you meet people all the time and just, you start talking. And you got an hour-long conversation with the guy that's in the grocery store, which you just don't experience that over there. Are they, is so it, it's interesting. Are they mostly talking in Spanish or is it English over there? What, yeah. What's it like when you're talking to people out and, out and about? Yeah, mostly Spanish, but probably half almost half people they can get away with english they they could battle it and not it won't be the clearest conversation but you could talk in english but most people are spanish if you go to rincon san juan there's a lot more english speaking there that's more uh, like touristy areas so okay. depending where you are but where you're at it's like mostly spanish yeah especially like in the mountains like the countryside and stuff that's old school people like Everybody here is like related to each other. Like, oh, that little house, that's my cousin. The other guy's my uncle. Like, it's like they've been living in these country areas like for generations. So it's amazing. Like, we come in, we're like literally the outsiders and we're like, oh, they're, we really stand out. Everybody have, else knows each other. You have family there? Like, near where you live at? No, no, not at all. Well, you have family on the island, right? <laughs> you just have to like drive a ways to see them. Yeah, like an hour, an hour and a half, I can see some family. But they're extended family. Nobody I like really, really know. Okay. And are you getting the itch to move back to no. the United States? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Puerto Rico for life now. No, I would love to travel there more. Like I would love to go to Orlando two or three times a year and see everybody. And yeah. hopefully soon I can start doing that. You need to be a but, flight attendant, like based out of Puerto Rico. Yeah. That's a that's an option for sure. Doesn't like does any of the airlines have a hub there? I don't know if they have a hub, but definitely I know JetBlue is like 45 minutes from where I live. There's an airport, which is not too far. Yeah, because if they have a hub, that means you can be based out of there. So yeah. that would be something to look into. Yeah. No, but we knew this was what we wanted. That's why we came and we 2019. We kind of came for a year, explored it, and we're like, nah, we'll, we, we could live here. So it's not like we're regretting it. Okay. Understood. Understood. Um. So let's get into this Kanye doc because you heard my take on it. 
And you said yeah, you had great. a take that's different than what anybody's talking about. So I'm interested well, just, to hear this. Just when that part when he went to Dame Dash's apartment. Was that when uh, they were playing Young Steph? When what? When Young Steph was performing? Yeah. I don't even know who that, that kid was. It was a girl. You don't yeah, remember yeah, Young yeah. Steph? They was, that no. was They tried to no. make her like a, another Bow Wow or something like that back in the day. I kind of remember the name. Yeah. I didn't remember her. But it was interesting. Yeah, because you don't, from the outside looking in, you feel like oh, Dame was riding for him the whole time. And now you see the reality. It's like they made him earn it, you know? Yeah, but. no, Dame didn't believe in Kanye. Not till the end. <laughs> the man left and went to the club after he performed. <laughs> Actually, during his performance, I think, or was it right after? He didn't seem too know. concerned with Kanye's performance. He he was more into the young staff performance. <laughs> which... For sure. But I think that during that time was right after, like, the Emil situation where yeah. she was like not showing up to recordings and stuff so i is think that, it wait, was around is that what it was because i never knew the story with emil and why she got dropped. yeah yep i she, thought she just didn't sell memphis bleak told it on his second drink champs interview to nori interesting he he said that she didn't show up for a recording jc was waiting for like an hour or two and he basically turned around in the studio and said you will never hear from this lady this girl ever again and you never heard never. from her after it. <laughs> there was like a rumor years ago on media takeout that she was working at Target. And like, she, oh, I think shit. she came out and said that's not true, but never heard from her again. I'm sure she's got some kind of money coming Actually, in from those singles. She, she I think she was at one of the Jay-Z reunion concerts or one of those like B-sides oh, yeah. he did. I, I believe she was at one of those because I think I saw oh, a picture wow. of them together. That's crazy. I didn't hear that. Yeah, but, but tie this but yeah. into the, the apartment. Well, where are we going with the apartment? Yeah, so it was during that time where Emil left. And that time, there's also an interview you probably heard that JC was telling everybody, somebody's about to DMX the game. Like, right before 50 Cent did his thing, like, he was telling Memphis Bleak and Beanie Siegel, like, somebody's going to uh, DMX the game. Like, you guys got to get on, on your grind and, like, you got to take this super serious. Like, you could be the next, you know, DMX. I don't know if you've heard that interview from The Breakfast Club. Is that the one where J. Cole and Joe Budden have used the clip of him where he's like, there's somebody at home right now writing, like... No, no, no. That That's from the backstage tour. Okay. From the Hard Knock Life tour, he said that. I don't think I've heard the DMX one. Yeah, he was telling them that, basically, before 50 Cent blew up. So he was basically... To me, and also there's a lyric he says that I... I leave the door open. I hoping you kick you kick it down, and nickels and dimes. I don't know if you remember that also, but hmm. they were wanting him to prove himself. Like they didn't want to just give somebody, okay, here's all the studio time you want. And even though he had the talent, they wanted somebody with that that hunger because the way they also they got denied on every situation. You know, JC and Dane they had to use their own money for videos and they had to grind and made their own record label. I think they just got it into their head that we can't be giving everything to these artists like they're not gonna uh, have that work ethic or they wanted somebody to prove themselves and i think that's kind of they were kind of testing him in a lot of ways see what you're gonna do if we, we're gonna give you some resources you're signed you got access to artists and stuff but are you just gonna you know fade away or are you gonna really figure it out like he did and he went in other people's studio sessions and recorded stuff and make made his own music video so i think that's when they said wow this guy he's grinding like we used to grind this is the type of artist we really want and then he, they took him serious after that mike i think you're letting him off the hook 
<laughs> I think you're letting him off the hook easy because maybe, maybe but Kanye showed just... the hunger from the beginning. Like the man was walking in Rockefeller's office, and they even sure. said that wasn't the first time he would come in there. Like he came in there so many times <laughs> playing his music. But he's and the playing fact... it to the secretaries. Like, what are they gonna do? No, I'm sure he played it for everybody. <laughs> but the fact that he went to L.A. and they wouldn't even like open his recording budget, I don't think they believed in him. Maybe and he was a producer, so they were like they had him fixed on that. So that's part of it, definitely. I think that's part of it. But like he really had to earn it. Like he they, he wasn't gonna be given. It wasn't gonna be given to him. Yeah, they definitely made him like work hard, and his come up was different. It wasn't handed to him, but I don't think that was on purpose. I think that was I, accidental, and it just worked out that you produced one of the greatest artists for our generation. Maybe, but Ben, that would be so disrespectful. Dane Dash literally said, hey, we got to go. And as soon as That's what I'm saying. Part, that would be so messed up if they did that. Like They was in there getting generally. hype off of Young Steph's performance, yeah. which wasn't good. Uh, and then Kanye I, goes and spits his heart out, and they're like, all right, time to go to the club. <laughs> I think they were testing him. That's what I think. But it could be wrong. I mean, it's just what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think they reap the benefits now, and they can all look back. Oh, look, we did this on purpose. Oh, this is how you yeah. got to come up. <laughs> but like I said, Kanye is a once in a lifetime, yeah, for sure. talent, man. Like you can't do that with everybody and expect those results. I was thinking yeah, about he, this too, because like when me and D'Angelo were talking, and we were just talking about like generational lifetime, like once in a lifetime talents. We got to throw Howard Stern up there too. Yeah, Howard, for sure. Yeah, he's another one of those guys that I think. No matter where you put him in the world, like where he, wherever he would have grown up, he would have became who he was. Yeah, for sure. Like people that do not take no for an answer and they will figure a way out, whether they make a studio in their house or whatever it is they got to do, they'll move that mountain. Like people like that, like plus the talent on top of that, that drive, that's when you get these you know, once in a generation of people that you just can't deny them. Yeah, I agree with that. Was there any other takeaways you had from the documentary? I wanted to ask you because there was a good conversation with one of his friends, probably a rapper, you probably know him, but they were talking about genius because Kanye West kept calling himself a genius and he called them out and told them that's for other people to recognize and call you a genius. I don't know if you remember that. Was that, that was in the doc? Yeah. He even said, was I that, could say, that been I just saw JC record a song in five minutes. To me, that's genius and you're brilliant. He basically told that to Kanye. That wasn't Ryan Fest, was it? Maybe. The guy who helped them write Jesus Walk. Yeah, right? that's Ryan Fest. I think it was Ryan Fest that told him that. Like, you, you, you got to stop calling yourself a genius is what he was telling him. Like, you might just be brilliant. Like, it's for yeah. uh, the audience to, to say whether you're a genius or not. But I, Kanye was obviously disagrees. He calls himself a genius. You know? Yeah, I had no problem with him calling himself a genius. I think he is a genius. You think you got to be that, like believe in yourself that much yeah that, that's not arrogant nah. like that doesn't cross the line to arrogant the only problem with kanye that people has is he says it out loud but we all feel <laughs> that inside like i tell yeah. the stuff he was telling himself in that documentary i tell myself that every day <laughs> i don't say yeah. it all the time but that, that's how i feel about myself i feel like i'm the yeah. best ever and all this like yeah. but that's just to get myself pumped up and know that i deserve to be you know i can stand on that level with whoever I think everybody should have that type of confidence. Yeah, I agree. But when you say it, that's when you can rub people the wrong way and say he's arrogant and all that. If he just kept that to himself, I think he'd be even more accepted and not so polarizing. But he speaks his mind no matter what, which also you got to respect. 
I think you rub people the wrong way when you don't back it up, but he's backed up yep. everything, so I don't he deserves to call himself a genius, man. After watching that documentary, I mean, how do you not think he's a genius? Yes, he's dealing with his own whatever issues. That's debatable of what people think is going yeah. on, but the talent and the IQ is there. Like he's smart. He definitely sees the world different than everybody else. He's a visionary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. For I, sure. I respect all that about him. I mean, I do have my reservations about some of the stuff he does and the way he goes about things, but the talent and the IQ and all that, you can't take away. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also when his mom died, it didn't help because he's already so positive and like sees himself so highly. She kind of grounded him a little bit. And when she wasn't there, I think that's when he started spiraling a little bit too much and a little too cocky and doing too, too much in the award shows and all that stuff. I don't think with yeah. his mom around, like kind of giving him those great advice she was giving him, he would have been a little more controlled. And I think he would have you know, been the Kanye we all love like a little longer. I agree. And the fact if I'm not mistaken, he lost his mother when he was in his 20s. So yeah, that's hard. I've seen people who have lost a parent at an early age, and I've seen it take them down a dark road, and they're never the same. Yeah. But maybe if you lose them later in life, after you're able to like develop yourself, your mind and everything, and get to an emotionally stable place, maybe it doesn't have that same effect on you. So I don't know for a fact. If it's because it happened like when he was younger, that it took him down that path as opposed to if, if it would have happened later in life. But I have seen it, how it has affected people younger. Yeah, for sure. The more you mature when something like that happens to you, obviously you could deal with the better the younger you are. And he, he was on top of the world. I mean, you're one of the biggest artists. You're super rich. Like there's no nose. Like you can really spiral out of control mentally. And it forces yeah. you to grow up faster because you don't have that person you can go to with all the questions anymore like right. a lot of stuff a lot of knowledge our parents have that we need especially in our 20s so to not have somebody around that you could talk yeah. to and i mean didn't seem like he had the best relationship with his father early on so yeah i was surprised that he was on the documentary at the end so i guess he's still semi around his life was too bad he wasn't a bigger influence early well, on he told sure. him how much he needed him in his life yeah and that was yeah. that was very hard for me to see that was very sad yeah i was surprised to see him at the end of the documentary because it would be would have been so much better for him if he could be in his life earlier during that transition when his mom died and all of that probably a little too late at that point to help him that yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, and then it doesn't help that Kim is pretty much out of his life now, too. Yeah, I can only imagine what he's going through right now, you know. I he's lost heard, a lot. I haven't heard from him in a while because he was dating that, like, Kim K lookalike, the model, and I have not heard much about <laughs> that relationship. So I wonder if that's still going on. But I'm going to tell you one thing. Peace and love and closure and um, peace in your life you're not going to find that with a 24-year-old woman. No, for he's sure. He's not going to find what he's looking for with this. What's her name? Chaney Jones? Let's <laughs> probably jump off or rebound. She know. looks good, too, but you're just not going to get the depth in conversation you're looking for with her. <laughs> he needs to just focus on his music and his talents and being finding himself and his happiness. You know, The relationships will happen naturally if he does that. He needs and an I older he woman. Is. He got to get somebody in their 30s, man. You got to go to at least mid-30s. Because I can tell you, for me, on the dating apps, 
Whenever I try to go below 27 in age, it is ridiculous. It's just nonsense. They talk about the stupidest stuff. Yeah. They it's don't make any sense. Mentality. It's a different mentality for sure. You gotta be a little you gotta match up a little bit age wise for sure. Yeah, so that's that's where I'm at, man. Me and my cousins, man, I'm trying to get them to come down here and do like a a group episode because we were having this great conversation the other day. And we're kind of going off of the Will and Jada thing, because a lot of people have had stuff to say. A lot of people have had stuff to say about my views on everything. But what I'm finding is just like I don't need marriage, man. I just need a connection with somebody like it doesn't have to be marriage. I don't need a title. And I feel like yeah. we are all raised that way where we're like, oh, you got to do this. And if you don't, the way life is supposed to be. And I feel like that has a lot of people messed up. Man, There's a lot of unhappy people out here. And I've I've been talking to some friends and yeah, it's out here. <laughs> yeah, man, it's not easy to be in a relationship. Like even with two people like you're daily you have different views on life already no matter how alike you are or it seems like it at first you're gonna grow apart in some way it's hard to con- it's constant communication constant giving it's not you know from the outside it always looks pretty but it's a lot of work it's not for everybody like yeah some it, you have to find the balance for you some it might be you can date somebody and you live separately or you sleep in separately or you live together sometimes or you are open or you're not like it's you have to forget about how the world views you and just figure it out with you and the person that you find that you love you know let me ask you an honest question while i have you here because i feel like you're probably going to give me the most honest answer to this question out of any of my friends oh boy so i don't want to get you in trouble but i know (laughs) you're pretty your views when it comes to marriage you're not like hard set like you don't feel like you need to be married you don't think a title and a piece of paper does much for you that's what your views were before i don't know if they still are but yeah it just they force you on it in a way because it helps if when somebody dies or somebody gets sick and all that if you're married legally there's so much you know ramifications are different than if you're not couldn't you put that in a will though couldn't you put that same stuff in a will yeah you probably could like I, I haven't researched it to that degree, but to me, it's more a legal thing than I don't. It's not a na- nature organic thing for us. So, uh, let's sign a piece of paper and say we're gonna be together forever. Like if nobody showed us that when we were little and gave us that picture and romanticized us with the image of us being married to the same person forever, happily ever after, I don't think many people would go after that path. To be honest. So the question, because I haven't even got to the question, I was just kind of setting it up. But the question I have for you then. Because in my opinion, I would say 90% of the time when somebody gets married, it's the woman who really wants it. So my question is, why do you think the title is so important to women? Why do you think they need that title to validate a relationship? Because that's what they were taught was winning. That's what the ultimate goal is, to find that perfect husband that you can start a family with and he's your protector and all of that. To me, that that's kind of maybe I think it's changing now, which is good with the new generation. But that's what they're taught when they're little, how to, you know, be a housewife, how to be the, that side of the, you know, the equation. So find they're not taught, hey, who are you? Let's find the best version of you. Let's go towards that. Let's shine. Let's, you know, be, be the ultimate, your ultimate self and then shine in the world. And you're, you would naturally find, you know, your match 
once you find your happiness like we're not taught that we're taught you know be this kind you know you gotta dress up like this wear your makeup you gotta be girly you gotta attract the guy this way you want a guy that's like this you want to be like this you know you want to be able to do your womanly duties to keep him happy like a lot of times that's what we were taught especially older gener- generations yeah i agree with that but you know i got this new like theory i've come up with i don't know if it's a theory or more it's something i think we should have in law but i think uh, marriage should be treated like your driver's license or any type of contract or something that needs to be renewed. Like people renew their vows, but what if you really had to go to a court every two to three years, talk to a judge and explain to the judge why you should stay married. (laughs) Just the same way you have to go to a court and talk to a judge on why you want to get divorced. My thing is if you had to put that same effort into staying married, how many people would choose to stay married and renew it every two to three years if they could just walk away for like with ease with no ramifications but the effort had to be put into staying married instead of getting divorced yeah man imagine i'm liking divorce rate is over 50 percent now i believe imagine if it was that, the way you're describing it probably 90 percent of the people you know get divorced or move on and go somewhere else yeah if if every five years you got to write down all the positives the negatives like how is it going I'm not even happy? giving you five. I think two to three. I think five is too much. People be, you'd be miserable going five, man. <laughs> At least if it's two to three, you know, all right, my contract year's coming up. I get out in one more year. <laughs> it's tough, man. It's, people stay together for, you know, not, not the best reasons, but. That's you, what I'm you, saying. Like, if they had to go to a judge and convince them why they want to stay together, how many people <laughs> would want to do that as opposed to saying, you know what? I'm done. Right. I'm walking away. They'll be happy to go, you know, have fun, find themselves a little minute, have some fun with different people and not stare at the... It was funny. I When I used to work at Valencia, I used to hear these girls in the cubicles next to me. And they were like 40, in their 40s. They had been married like 15, 20 years. You could just... They were just going on about how even when they had sex and stuff they were just staring at the ceiling like again the same guy like even women you know admit it oh my goodness i have a great (laughs) hold on give me a second let me go grab my other phone because i have something i want to read to you about marriage give me like 30 seconds all right i hope you cut this out this is the most riveting 30 seconds of a podcast in 2022 I'm gonna keep it interesting. Just talk, just in case. You might forget to edit it. Yeah, these, these are the birds of Puerto Rico. They are some beautiful eucalyptus trees. If you don't know what that is? Google rainbow eucalyptus trees. They're the most amazing trees. Like, they I don't look know. like rainbows. Who are you talking to? I'm showing the dead space, man, so you don't have to edit. Oh, no, it's easy. It's easy to edit when there's dead air. Like, all I got to do is cut that out, but I'm going to leave here. I'm going to leave that in. Uh, do, do what you do. You can cut it if you want, or you don't have to. I'll go back and listen to what you were saying. Like, <laughs> but, I, man, I had a friend send me this the other day, and he told me don't say his name because he doesn't want to get in trouble. But it was, um, it was an article that I guess was on The Shade Room. So let me let me pull it up real quick because it was pretty fascinating. But just getting back, wrapping up my other point, that's like my favorite question now to ask people because 
when I asked them, like, if you would put the effort into renewing your marriage, that'll let me know, like, who really wants to be married. Right. Because there's a lot of people out here I don't believe would put that effort in. I think a lot of people would walk <laughs> away. Actually, I'm going to yeah. read two things to you. So my cousin on Facebook the other day had posted something about, like, why do women treat sex as a chore? And his, his comments was going crazy. <laughs> crazy but he actually had a why my cousin be on some wild stuff he also had um a post on facebook about like have you ever had the um what was it have you ever dropped off the love of your life back to like their man or their woman or basically like have you ever been the other person and let me tell you all the girls in the comment a lot of women are the other woman and they were proud it's, oh, yeah. it's a dirty game out here but but this one he said about sex being a chore this one guy responded and i thought this was a really good response he said just be a bachelor as long as you don't commit you'll get everything you want out of a woman unlimited sex marriage benefits etc as soon as you enter a serious relationship that's when all the manipulation and restrictions start i've noticed from most men's complaints he said bachelors are winning but women, especially in our community, are raised to use their vagina as manipulation tool, as a manipulation tool to um, normally to extort. Now, it's some <laughs> women out there that still traditional with high sex drives that see sex as an equal exchange. I got one. Mm. But I, I agree, like being a bachelor is probably the best right now for me, at least. Yeah, I, I feel like once you get married, and maybe this is this is not you, because I feel like your your marriage is not like a traditional marriage, and that's I'm not saying that in the this way. That I think non traditional is probably the best way to go. But I think in these traditional marriages, once they get married, like the sex slows down, it does feel like a chore. I mean, I think having kids plays a part in it, but I do feel like once women get the ring and feel like they've accomplished their goal, they kind of relax. Yeah, and I think sex is so overhyped. We are so bombarded by it, by music when we're young, by playboys and the movies and the music videos. So it's constantly in the forefront. But as I, I gotten older, I've tried to be more, you know, in touch with myself and living organically and trying not to stick with my head and everything that's been put in it my whole life. It's not as big a deal. Like, I'm not... Like, a few times a month, it's fine. You know? A few times a month? Wow. Even, yeah. That's a week, maybe? Like two times a week? Yeah. To, even that, to me, once you get to our ages and older, I mean, I think it becomes more of a spiritual, mental connection. When you're younger, it's kind of more active and, and all that. But I think it's so overhyped, especially now in our ages. Like, we should be focusing on more other things you know i guess once we can't really procreate anymore or we get to that age where making kids aren't the biggest priority naturally i'm into other different things and learning different things growing as a person maybe doing my own business one day than just like being a jackrabbit all over town and or even with your significant other and stuff like it's really i've noticed a huge huge shift for me personally I feel like you're on the same level as somebody I had a conversation with that we both know, and I'm not going to say his name, <laughs> but he was telling me the other day how he is about semen retention, something I had never really, I'd heard mentioned, but I didn't know it was like a real thing. So apparently a lot of guys out here are believing if they ejaculate, 
it's not good for them. So they're like having sex and not doing that. Yeah, it's you lose a lot of your life energy, supposedly. So they're trying not to lose that life energy. So I told yeah, him I have no discipline, though. I said, I'm, I don't care what I lose. I got to. <laughs> there's no way I'm just doing that. Like, I don't know. I can't, do, <laughs> I can't go to sleep like that. Like, I don't know how you can still experience, like, the peak and the pleasure without that coming out. Like, okay. Because I thought you were on that. I thought you were no. you was on that. So I was like, what's going on here? But um, it's it's big in the woke community, but I've never, like, explored it or researched it too much. That if I'm if I don't naturally know how to do it, I probably shouldn't be learning how to do it. Like it's fine. I've survived fine. It feels great how, normally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the thing I want to read about marriage now. This is the other um, article that I was given. This one is titled "What Is the Brutal Truth About Life After Marriage?" So this person whose name is like inked out, like they don't even have their name on there, but they were married for thirteen years. They say sex can become monotonous. Masturbation can become preferable at times. And cheating makes you feel horrible. Children can really um, can really be annoying sometimes, especially while babies. And you will sometimes secretly regret ever having them or having as many. And you feel guilty for having these thoughts. You and your spouse will argue over absolutely pointless and meaningless things and the sight of each other will start annoying you due to built-up resentment that neither talks about. You will not want to kiss your spouse passionately after a certain point. It becomes kind of like kissing a sibling. You still have sex. You just stop kissing, except for the hello and goodbye peck thing. But you become attached to your spouse and, of course, to your children. And there are good moments. There are good moments also, so you don't want to leave. So you tend to be in a perpetual state of unhappiness mixed with what feels like odd contentment. But it's really just fear of change or what your kids or parents or in-laws or whoever will think will think if you divorce. Plus, nobody likes to admit failure. And most of this stuff you'll just hold inside and never tell a soul while you smile for our family photos and everyone thinks you're so happy. <laughs> yep. I think that, like, I, I got that from a married person. They sent that to me. And they were like, don't tell them you got it from me. But they were like, yo, this, this is it. This is really what marriage is like. I agree with most of it. And it's the battle between what we have instinctively have inside of us, like the instruction manual that was coded into us by God or our creator, whoever we believe in. And then the rules that society has put on in this picture of a marriage and what it's expected of us. And it's different. That's why I can't go with the traditional marriage. I got to go with what works for me and not what that picture that they've been painting the whole life. Because that's mystery. I've already gone through it, at least for me. I can only speak for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's understood. I mean, you don't have kids, though. That's the only reason why I feel like you might not be able to give me the full spectrum of what they were saying there. Because I do think kids changes a lot. I think oh, a yeah. lot of people probably aren't that happy in their marriage because they have kids. I mean, it, I've had people with kids tell me they wish they didn't have kids. 
I can't imagine, like, I don't have the time even for the things I want to do and to spend as much time as I want with my wife. And there's hard, hard, there's so many days that are super hard even now. Imagine throwing a kid in there and all those responsibilities and the money issues. Like, I couldn't even, in this world, with this society, I don't know how people do it. Like, there's super women and supermen out there that can have kids. I I don't know how they can do it. I, I wouldn't stay sane, like, with doing it. Yeah, I'm going to talk to another guy after I talk to you, uh, either today or tomorrow. He's married with kids, so I want to get his perspective on everything. He said he wanted to talk to me. He heard the Will Smith episode or the yeah the Will and Jada episode. He wants to give his perspective, so I'm very interested to see what he has to say. But me, I give him as mad a, props. Anybody has kids, I give them so much props. I don't know how they do it. I think my only issue is like when I talk to married people, Outside of you and maybe two other people, I don't think I'm getting like honesty from them when they tell me they're happy and they're the marriage is great. Like, well, they don't always say it's great, but just some of them, I feel like don't give me the the honest truth on how they really feel. You can't. You're going to look like a failure, especially on the podcast. Nobody's going to say it on here. (laughs) Exactly. No, it's hard to admit it's failing or that you're not completely happy. Like, that's not the picture you're supposed to be painting, you know? So it's it's really hard. Like, I had to hit the ground and basically learn the hard way. It doesn't doesn't affect me. It doesn't... But you you got divorced... Perfect picture. You got divorced in what, your 20s or 30s? Uh, 20s, I think. Oh, I'm at 32. I think I was 32. 30, okay. Because I was going to say, if it's in your 20s, you still have your 30s, man, to bounce back. But, like, some people don't want to start over in, like, their late 30s and their 40s and their 50s. And I think that's why they stayed in these marriages. Yeah, well, you're happier. I don't know, it's no starting over. Like No, if you get have- divorced, you're starting over. Like, you got to find – because they think they need someone. It, that's a perspective like i would never have that perspective now that i've lived through it like you just focus on you and you get happier and you become who you are you find out what lightens your day what makes you happy and you do that and you're gonna even single you're gonna be so much happier than how you were before and you're gonna naturally find somebody and when you find them great i mean nowadays with the apps if you get horny you can you can find the jump off anytime like yeah but that stuff doesn't lead to happiness man that's why i've kind of like chilled out on the whole dating apps like i'll probably get back on the summer but i just kept meeting too many women that wanted to like put me in a relationship with them like and i'm like i need to find people that align with my views and it's hard to do that on those apps only you are in charge of your happiness like that other person you can't be relying on them you can't you're not supposed to be looking for happiness through them you get happy yourself you will find that other person like that's to me if people could have that perspective they would like their single life or that transition from getting divorced or breaking up to finding the next person it'll be so much smoother if they could just focus their energy on them and growing and finding themselves the other person would naturally come Think, yeah, if you go out there looking for like the perfect person or somebody who compliments your new your new outlook on life, that's gonna be tough, and it, that's that is hard to start over looking for that person like that. I just think the problem is too many. There's a lot of people out here who have been married for so long, they don't know how to be single. They've like they've yes. they've rarely been single. I know so many people who cannot stay single for like a few months. Like they're always in relationships. So I think yeah. those people, when it doesn't work out they really struggle because they feel like they have to be with someone as opposed to what you're saying is being single and being happy and finding that happiness within yourself. 
and letting that lead to something. Yeah, it's tough. And then they're probably not happy with their looks because you let yourself go a lot of times when you're in a relationship. You get lazy. You don't work out as much. You don't eat what you're, you know, as healthy. So a lot of, th- you know, a lot of it is your self-image and not you're not confident. You don't think you're going to be attracted to other people. That happens to a lot and of that, people I know. That's also. why I'm saying if you got to renew every two to three years, <laughs> they're going to tighten up on all that stuff. <laughs> hey, man, I agree. I think that would make a lot of change in the world they don't make a lot of people happier but it's never gonna happen that's not what they want <laughs> the people that control the courts of these things yeah and you know the weddings that's big business man i don't know like so i always say if i get married it's gonna be something low-key like, yep i don't think i need it i don't think i need to be married i think as long as we both agree because one of my friends made a good point the other day he said people shouldn't get married because you you shouldn't feel like you have to stay with someone Cause not everything's meant to be forever. Some things are for a season. Some things are for a few yeah. years. Like, so you both should be able to decide, Hey, this is, we've had our run and it's time to move on. Yeah. You stop putting yourself as the priority. So your happiness suffers. You know, that's why you eventually the years go on and it's more and more and more. And it spirals into very unhappy people. Yeah, I agree. Um, is there anything else you wanted to touch on? No, Pause. not really. Everything's good. How are you? Everything's good with you? Everything's Other than good. the car? The car's back. The car's the back. back. So far, so good. <laughs> I only drove it from Coco back to my house, but we'll see. We'll see how it holds up. They claim it's everything's good. I feel like they probably did a lot of unnecessary work on it. But you know what? I had a rental car for like 16 days that they had to pay for, and they gave me my car back with a full tank of gas. <laughs> they they knew That's and they didn't charge me they knew better so i feel like good they knew this point like because i was ready for them to try to charge me and i was about to go off <laughs> i was like they tell me i need good. one single thing i'm pulling my car from there and i'm going somewhere else but it was like a sensor they fixed and who knows what else but praying well, that it, it worked out for those who don't know my car has been in the shop for like the last 16 days air conditioning issues i've had Pretty much everything fixed with the air conditioning. So that's why it's just been frustrating. But hopefully this is it. Hopefully it can last me another five more years, like I said. So I can just buy something straight up next time. But I'm not ready for a new car. It drives beautifully. Like, even the ride home, I'm like, man, my car drives so good. Yeah, it's tough. At the end, it's hard to know when it's really on its last leg or if it's just another repair. Because when they're older, they need repairs sometimes. And they're fine. But... I've gotten to the point where I keep fixing it and putting money on it and it just keeps breaking down. It's like, it's time. See, my car never really broke down. Like even with the air was messed up, it was still drivable. Like I've never had an issue where I couldn't really drive it. Yeah. If it's just the AC, you're probably good. Yeah. I've had the transmission replaced like five years ago. Got that done for free. Um, had some other stuff done and the engine's really the biggest thing left. And I'm hopefully that engine can get me into the, the lower two hundred thousands um, for miles, and we'll see. Right now, oh, I'm at yeah. like one eighty five, one eighty six. So, and I don't That's drive as much anymore. So, I think I can probably stretch it a little bit. That's good. Yeah, you work from home too, so that's perfect. That should last you a few more years for sure. Yeah, and then hopefully by then I'll have enough money saved that I can just go to the dealership or wherever and buy a car straight up. Yeah, that's just, what I like to do too. I just need something with an aux cord where I can still use the aux. <laughs> you don't even need one anymore. Oh, I use the aux cord. I don't like Bluetooth. 
I am nope. anti-Bluetooth. I hate when I turn the car on and it just automatically starts playing music. No, <laughs> we're going to play what I want to play, not the first song listed in my phone. What I hate on mine is I don't want to use the Bluetooth to talk, so I don't want it. So I'm playing music. Somebody calls me. Interrupts. I turn off the radio. I start pick up the call and the radio turns on by itself and turns the Bluetooth on. I'm like, I literally turned you off. What kind of phone? I mean, what kind of car do you have that's doing all that? Is it a new it's, car? Yeah, it's the one I got over here. It's a Santa Fe Hyundai. Okay. It's a good car. It's just the Bluetooth drives me crazy sometimes. That's why you get the aux, Mike. You plug the aux in, you never had that problem. Yeah, get the monster cable cord at Walmart for like five bucks and you're good. I don't even know if I have an aux cord. If it's a newer car, most of them still yeah. have it where the charger, where you can plug the car charger in. Should be next to yeah. that. I'll take a look. But if they have it, I would get the monster cable cord because the sound quality on that cable cord is amazing. On the monster one, I love it. Yeah, you don't lose quality. That's what I like most when you use the cord. Wireless, you lose uh, some quality. Yeah, me and Miguel had that argument where he swears it sounds the same. And I'm like, bro, it does not <laughs> sound as good as the cord. <laughs> not to me. I don't even I like cordless like headphones, more. man. I'm like, I still got the cord headphones. Yeah. I mean, we can't tell a big difference, but there is some minor quality there that we save. Would you say you still use CDs? Yeah, I still like CDs. They sound great, too. Better than Bluetooth and streaming. I mean, I put my music on my phone, so I'll play MP3s. But yeah, CD is going to sound better than MP3. Because I believe CDs are like a wave file. Yeah, waves are good quality. Yeah, waves definitely like... Trust me, when I record these podcasts, if I ever want to make it a wave it's like three times the size of the regular mp3 file no that's the thing it's not as compressed so it's really big file. yeah but um yeah man glad to see you're enjoying your time in puerto rico yeah man we gotta get get you over here well all right this this year is gonna be rough like i said my vegas trip was the big thing for me this year to celebrate my 40th birthday i'm gonna go to vegas for nba summer league flights are booked hotels booked with the points Nice. Really not spending a lot of money, just the flight. That's going to be fun. Yeah, and the Blazers suck, so, you know, <laughs> Summer League <laughs> team about to be lit because we're going to have a good draft pick. Yeah, hopefully the Magic get the first pick. Yeah, we're helping you out. Apparently we knocked the Thunder out of something that they were competing with y'all for, so. Yeah, I think we're locked in to be one of the three teams that have the best odds, so we got good odds to get the number one pick. Magic are so committed to losing. Like the Blazers have literally <laughs> lost like 18 games in a row, and we still haven't gained any ground on the Magic. <laughs> you know, we don't at the fourth quarter, we don't put it back in the starters. We just play the scrubs. <laughs> I look at the Blazer highlights on YouTube, and every time the highlights I'm watching them, we're up by like 15 in the third, up by like five or ten in the fourth, <laughs> and then we find a way to lose still. That's probably what they're doing. They they keep the starters in the bench at the end. It's either that happens or we get blown out by 30, which happens quite a bit too, but they just keep <laughs> shutting everybody down. Like, we are playing, like, G League players at this point. Like, we're starting G League players or players that probably <laughs> won't even be in the league next year. Every time we have a decent player, oh, mysteriously he's hurt. Like, bro, Eric Bledsoe got traded from the Clippers to the Blazers and hadn't missed the game all season. He gets to the Blazers, <laughs> and all of a sudden he's hurt. He has an Achilles issue, and he's out for the season. Damn, you got to play the game. That's what it is. The lowest, you know, ranking teams get yeah. the best odds. So you I, gotta, uh, you know. I understand we need to miss the playoffs because if we made the playoffs, 
uh, we had to give that pick to the Bulls. So if we made the lottery, we get to keep it. So it was a big deal for us to miss. But I'm like, y'all ain't even making it. Like you're not even trying to uh, mask it. You're just all all out tanking. Bro, you know, I sometimes I think like in the '90s when Jordan and Barkley were playing, like were the sucky teams doing this, or was tanking not a thing back then? Like I wasn't paying attention to it that part of the NBA back then. I think it was young. a thing because Orlando, man, y'all was over here trying to y'all got like two first round picks in a row. Yeah, but we were two first overalls. Scott Skiles was our best player. Like we were losing organically. Like I'm just. I know the Spurs were... tanked that year when David Robinson was hurt. And they got Tim Duncan the next year. Oh, they got so lucky. And then there's always the rumor about the Knicks where David Stern made them get Patrick Ewing because he wanted, like, the big name in New York, so he messed with, like, the odds or something. There's always been that rumor, too. I mean, sometimes I wonder with the Magic because we got Shaq, and then we had the worst odds. We had, like, 1%, and we won the first pick where we got Penny and Chris Webber trade thing. Like, I, almost like the NBA needed a, a duo because they didn't want Shaq to be on a sucky team. I mean, you got a good player. Like, yeah. sometimes I think about it. Like, I wonder if there's a hand behind the scenes that kind of controls something. It's very possible, man. And then, like, <laughs> um, whatchamacallit. Well, I forgot my point, but, yeah, it was Shaq and Penny. Damn, I forgot. Oh, the Chris Webber trade, too. I don't know. It was... Yeah, we got number one two years in a row. Like, who who does that? Like, that's ridiculous. Shaq and Penny or Shaq and Weber. That's unheard of. Like, yeah, I don't but know. we've been suffering ever since. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I was going to say that um, Anthony Davis, when he was supposed to go to Charlotte, and then the Pelicans got that pick over the Hornets. I know they were pissed about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but now we got, like, the new odds thing with where each team gets a certain amount of uh, percentage. Yeah. So Yeah, that's why the, top, the bottom three have the same odds. I'm going to laugh if the Blazers get the first pick, though. Y'all look going to be so pissed because all y'all talk about in our little group chat is what who the Magic are going to get with the first pick. And if we just jump ahead of y'all, y'all going to be so pissed. I'm going to be happy. It could happen. Although we'll probably mess up the pick like we normally do. Actually, no, no I'm not going to say that. We only mess up the number one pick. But we got Damian Lillard at, like, number six. Yeah, that Greg Oden was rough. but Greg I mean, Oden and then. Sam Bowie. But Sam Bowie was yeah. number two because – Hakeem went first. Nobody even gets on the Rockets for taking Hakeem over Jordan. But back then, you pick centers. Like centers were like such a high commodity that like you they would have looked bad. But nowadays, with such a guard oriented league, like you almost get guards before big guys. Now it's so funny how it switched. Nah, or the power forward, the little lanky power forward. You take him still because that dude Mobley in Cleveland looks good. Yeah, but he went three. Who went number one last year? Oh, K. Cunningham. Okay, yeah, they want people that create on the wing are much more like highly ranked. We but. better not do that. We need a power forward so bad. If we get the number one pick, we better get a power forward. I mean, this draft is basically all power forwards. So. That's what we need. I will. I'll take any of them, honestly. But I trust the scouting department. I really look forward to the summer league. And I'm going to San Antonio after that. It's gonna be like a nine day trip. I got a hotel right on the Vegas Strip. Of course, it's the best Western, but I'm using points, so it's free. <laughs> but I'm right there in the middle of the action. That's all I care about. I don't need to be in, like, a ritzy hotel that's away from everything. Because apparently I just found out there's, like, a new Vegas Strip and an old Vegas Strip. But I'm, by the, I'm on the new Strip. I mean, there's always been the old one. Where yeah, but I heard like, the, the old one ain't popping. Yeah, that's, like, where the strip clubs are. Okay, I didn't know that. I thought everything was, yes. like, right together. Because I no, saw a Best Western old. by that old Strip. 
And it was only like 5,000 points a night. I'm like, this thing must be trash, but it looked really nice. It was like this skyscraper building with like a rooftop restaurant and everything. I'm like, why is this only 5,000 points a night? And I see the location and it's on the old strip. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. Nah, I want to yeah, be over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the strip clubs. If you want to go hit the strip clubs, that's where you go. I don't know. The new strip is the casinos and the big restaurants. and the, uh, the good stuff. The yeah, because you've been to Vegas. Yeah, I love Vegas. So, it's can you really give any uh, recommendations? Anything I need to do while I'm there? You want to go on the world's tallest roller coaster? Go no, to the stratosphere. No, no, I don't do roller coasters. <laughs> That's already a no. Did you talk about the Orlando kid yet? No, no, no. I'm gonna do that on another episode. I have a uh, lot of topics that I still have not gotten to because everything's been like Will and Jada and marriage talk the last two episodes. So, yeah, I, I'm gonna talk about the Orlando, um, the tragic accident that happened there with Tyree Sampson. I'm going to talk about Leah Thomas, the transgender swimmer. Uh, I got takes on a lot of this stuff. So I, yeah, we're going to get to all that. Probably I'll do a weekend episode where I'll actually get to some topics. Cause I have a lot of stuff written down. And then of but, course, the way this news has been every day, there's like something new. All right. So Vegas, go to Caesars hotel. Where are you going? Have- you in the car? Yeah, yeah, I was at the basketball court shooting. Oh, is it still that pole or whatever, that hole in the ground over there? <laughs> yes, not this court, but some courts have the holes where you put the volleyball net, and they're literally like circle holes where you could, your foot can go in and break. I don't know how they do it here. Okay. Puerto Rico just doesn't have many uh, laws and rules. So. But you said go to Caesars? Yes, go to their, their buffet. It's like the number one buffet. It's like 50 bucks, but it's a beast. So that's a good place to eat if you have the money. Yeah, I could do the 50. The wings there and um, there's a Hooters there. It's my Wait, favorite are the Hooters. wings part of the buffet or is that separate? No, no, the Hooters. There's a Hooters Mike, hotel I'm not, there. You want me to go to Vegas to go to Hooters, bro? It's the best Hooters wings out there, I'm telling you. There's Hooters is, the Hooters wings are Hooters. They taste the same everywhere. <laughs> not to me for some reason i really like those maybe it's my head but you might be overhyping the hooters wings out there. <laughs> that's like gonna be one of those if i don't have if i can't think of anything to eat i'll go there, there you go. that's yeah, not gonna be really number craving. one on the list <laughs> or if you're really craving wings you could go there the that's it man just go enjoy the hotels whatever the italy hotel is has a river inside of it you oh so you just like walk hole. in the hotel and then walk around yeah, you can walk into all of them. They got cities inside those hotels. Oh, it's, nice. It's incredible. And uh, what about these these pools? How do I get to the pool? Do I have to pay to go to these pools at the hotels? Yeah, but when you walk around, you'll probably see the promoters handing out little coupons and things. So try to find coupons because that way you can get it for free. And you okay. have to pay like 20 bucks just to use the pool. But Yeah, yeah I want to go to a pool, pool party. Parties. I want to go to the yeah, pool yeah. party. That's, that's high yeah. on the list. NBA Summer League games. <laughs> Pool parties and then whatever mess I can get into at night. <laughs> just be ready to pay, man. Sometimes just to get in is ridiculous. Just to walk around the, the hotel? No, no, to get into the bar, like the clubs or. You know me, I'll find a bar. Night. I'll find a cheap oh, little bar. No, I don't need, good. I don't care about clubs. I, I just want to go somewhere where I can find, you know, have some good conversation with somebody, a drink, yeah. decent music. Yeah. The MGM was always my favorite. Like they got bars everywhere, people everywhere. It's fun. Okay, and I'm gonna be there like mostly during the week. I think I get there on a Saturday. Yeah, I th- actually, I, yeah, I get there on a. Or is it Sunday? No, no, I get there on a Saturday because that's when the hotels were like. I can't even stay at my same hotel because Saturday was like sold out. 
So I have to stay at a different hotel Saturday night. And then Sunday, I move to the hotel I'm staying at for four nights in a row. Then I'm going to fly to San Antonio, meet up with, like, uh, Larry and Josh and all them. Oh, nice. That's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm getting out of Vegas by, like, Thursday, though. I'm like, all right. I'll get, like, a little five five nights in there, and then I got to dip out. Yeah, just uh, follow the different hotels on Instagram, because then they'll promote their pool parties and stuff, and you, you can see what's happening. Okay. And then unfollow them whenever you leave. Just, you know, unfollow them. Okay. Sounds good. Well, Mike, well, I don't. Fun. Yeah. I appreciate it. I don't have a lot else to say. No, we're good. Thank you for letting me call in and talk a little bit about everything. It's always fun. Yeah, man. I appreciate you calling, or I appreciate me calling you. I got to get a new phone, though, man. Because I keep switching my memory card or the, the SIM card. I got to keep switching it to the Motorola because the call quality is better. So I'm like, I might just have to buy another Motorola because the, the, the calls just sound better on the Motorola as opposed to the Nokia. The Nokia doesn't have a SIM card? No, no. I switched the SIM card out of the Nokia uh, to the Motorola just to call you guys because it sounds more crisp. Oh, really? It sounds clearer than the Nokia. The Nokia is very jumbled. That's better quality phone probably. Yeah, it's just a little Motorola budget phone, but I might have to get like a newer version of it. I'm, I'm going to look into it. I have an $8 phone plan right now, so I save a little bit of money. I'll tell you this. I listen to all your shows, and it always sounds great. I never have an issue understanding people. You do a great job for, you know, the limited budget you have and just be your passion project. I commend you. Keep it up. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. I mean, you know me. I'm very uh, – I'm very – um, what's the word particular? So I notice every little thing, but I'm glad you're appreciating them. And I'm gonna get back to the topics on the next episode, but I definitely wanted to hear your take on Kanye and Will Smith. Well, not really. We didn't talk Will Smith. Do you have anything you want to say about that? You, you basically, I agree with basically everything you said. They were both wrong in a way. Like, obviously he should not have slapped somebody and hit somebody, especially on a stage like that. But I think the the joke was a little bit rough because it is a medical condition. But I know that that's part of how comedians have always done it. But All right, real quick, more, though, let me say yeah. I was listening to Charlemagne, and he said he talked to Chris Rock, like, right after. And Chris Rock uh -huh. said he did not know about the medical condition. So I just want to put that out there because people were saying he knew about it. Some people say he didn't. Charlemagne said Chris Rock confirmed he did not know yeah. before he made that joke. Yeah, and... If I was Will Smith, I would have went up there. I would have took the microphone and basically said, uh, Chris Rock, you know that my wife has a medical condition and that's nothing to joke about and maybe bring awareness to that condition. And, that, and then that would have made, to me, that would be worse than the slap, but not, but he, people would be on his side, you know? That's true. I didn't even think about that, like him taking the microphone and speaking. I thought he yeah, could have said something to Chris Rock in his ear, but yeah, he probably could have just made a general announcement that would have been the classiest like biggest thing you could do to bring awareness and you know make it team so make it a positive thing and instead of being super rude about it and demeaning the poor guy out there yeah he might not know what he has or yeah. what she had will is looked at completely different if he does that yep wow i didn't even think about that. that's a good point you just made that would have changed everything i think so but yeah it's really odd everything because he was laughing at it it's obvious that either she got mad at him for laughing and that he had to overreact or when he saw her and how hurt she was he overreacted yeah he's got his own demons obviously inside 
or who knows it could have been planned like i still go back to that sometimes you never know with hollywood yeah. I, I wouldn't put anything past them it didn't sound real that's my only thing it just didn't it, sound real and then when he walked away he was like smiling like he was should have if i was upset to the point that i got to slap somebody like that i would be like fuming he didn't look fuming he was like kind of smirking yeah. but I, it I'll, was odd i'll say this though somebody made another good point about that slap and the reason yeah. probably it sounded the way it did they're saying he didn't connect with the whole hand and it was probably his fingers that hit his face. And I've made that, I've tried to hit my hand with my fingers and see what it sounds like. And it, it yeah. doesn't sound like a slap, so maybe it was just the fingers that caught him. And that's why it sounded like that. Yeah, and it's noise through a microphone. Maybe the microphone makes it sound different. So I don't put too much weight on the sound because it could be the angle, it could be the, the microphone gas hit or something. Like It could be so many variables to the microphone. Yeah, I agree. Well, who knows what it was, but we all we could do is um, pray for all parties involved. Hopefully they all find the peace they need in their lives. And we'll, we can all learn from this, and we'll, hopefully he can learn from it. Hopefully Jada can get to where she needs to be. And hopefully Will just can find that happiness again, man, because it just seems like that marriage, whatever the reason, is, is taking a toll on him. Whether it's because everybody knows their business, maybe he just feels like he's never going to be able to make Jada happy like she wants i don't know what it is but i just pray he can find whatever he needs to make him feel whole and, and bring peace about him yeah for sure but hollywood marriages are so hard they're basically pioneers in a lot of ways went to a not conventional marriage and they're catching the brunt of it from a lot of people online and that stuff can weigh on you i mean it's hard even normal people when you don't have to show out in front of the world and get everybody's opinion on yeah. everything you do. I agree. I agree. Well, I'm just I'm interested sure. to see what happens going forward with this. For sure. And I'm wait- waiting for the red table talk. I'm very, I'm anxiously <laughs> waiting for the red table talk. Still hasn't come out yet. Who knows if it ever will. Maybe it was a rumor, but we'll see. I'll keep you guys updated on whatever happens. You know, you'll get my anal- analysis on it. And if I ever need to call Mike again, we'll do that. But Mike, thank you for your time. For sure. Thank you again. Good night from Puerto Rico. But yeah, I can't wait to have you over. We'll be, go to the beach, the rivers, and all the nature spots that I love over here. All right. Let me know. Um, Like I said, I'll, I'll get out there. I don't know if it'll be a solo trip or if I got to bring somebody with me, but uh, I'll make my way to Puerto Rico in due time. Yeah, man. And then let me know when you're back in town. Yeah, for sure this year. For sure. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of your night. I'm probably going to go watch some TV and eat and relax because that's what single people do. <laughs> Mike, have fun, and we'll talk later. Oh, uh, One more thing. That Madea movie is amazing, and I just heard you talk about it. I told you. Wait, like, did you watch amazing. it because of me, or did you just watch it? No, I watched it like a month or two ago, and I barely watched those movies, but this one was the funniest thing in the world. I, I read, like, yes, there was an article where they ranked, like, the top all the Medea movies from best to worst. And um, they had all the articles I read had that one, either one or two. Yeah, like it has to be like, there's no way that, but you know why? Cause it was on Netflix. So he was able to be a little more edgier. Normally he doesn't curse that much in those movies cause it's PG 13. Yeah. But that uh, Netflix that, one was a little, <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. That movie was great. Yeah. I think the jokes hit harder when it's are. Yeah. If you like that one, you would like the, the Christmas one is good. And I forgot the, I think it's, 
Family Reunion or Diary. One of them is really good, but they got some good ones in the Medea thing. I, I'll find that yeah. list and I'll send it to you just so you can know like which ones you, if you want to watch more, which ones are the good ones. Yeah, for sure. But I, I loved it. And the part where the, the two guys were in the couch and the old guy was just grilling. I thought they were gay. I thing. thought they were going to be yes. gay. Yeah. <laughs> they, they swerved it. And then him being with the mother, like they threw me off on that one. Definitely. They, they did that on purpose, but it was hilarious, the whole thing. Yeah. I, I recommend everybody to watch that one. That's uh, What's it called again? It's Medea. I thought it was a, like a barbecue, but maybe not. I know they burned the barbecue. It's like a family barbecue, but I don't know the name, to be honest. Just look up to 2022 Medea movie, and it's the only one released this year. Wait, wait. Hold on, man. Let me... Now you, I can't leave my people hanging like that. Let me Google real quick. <laughs> It's Medea. I think it's Medea Homecoming, actually. Yeah, a Medea Homecoming. It's, it's a beast. Yeah, a Medea Homecoming. Look it up on Netflix. Great movie. Once again, I'm not even a big fan, and I loved it. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad we were able to get some more eyes on that. But Mike, you know you're always welcome on the show. All right, Jerry, and enjoy you. the mountains and the birds out there in Puerto Rico, man. <laughs> we'll talk later. All right, bro. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Once again, I'm apologizing for the one-week delay, but I think it was a great episode. I think it was worth it. Always good content. When I talk to Mike, we always go in-depth on issues. Thought we did a good job of covering the topics of like love and relationships. Gave our spin on it. Feel free to let me know what you guys think. Hit me up at Beyond the Glory on Instagram, at Radio on Twitter, or if you have my number, just text me. And we are going to end this show with a song by John Legend featuring Kanye West called Number One. I think it's very relatable to what a lot of men think and what they're going through. It's a pretty funny take on relationships, but there's a little truth to it, too. So hope you enjoy. This is Keeping It Real with Jared Lawrence, and I'll catch you guys later. I promise not to do it again. Promise that I do it. You can't say yeah. I don't love you just because I cheat on you. You can't see all I do. Keep you from knowing the things I do. Like erase my phone and keep it out of town. I keep it strapped up when I sleep around. Well, I should have known one day you find out. But you can't go and leave me now. You know that I love you. There's no one above you.
fucked up so you ain't got a bar or nothing From them broke ass friends who be bargain hunting They say they shop on eBay, baby why is they frontin'? They be on the internet, but they never cop nothing I keep you and girl with his those and your toes And your neck staying froze off that rose colored gold I suppose you was told by them hoes I was cheating Tell you my heart don't got nothing to do with my penis He got a mind of his own, and he just be seeing shit And I don't wanna cheat, but I don't be saying shit I try to jag off, he asked me who was you playing with But I know he loved you, he told me you was his favorite You know that I love you, you know I won't lie. 